Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. The dark web can be like a restaurant for identity thieves. Hi, ready to order? I'll have the driver's license number. Great, that comes with a home address or a birth date. Ooh, both, please. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but everyone can save up to 25% off their first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Identity theft protection starts here. Everton have certainly got a thing about coming from behind against Watford. Oh my word, what a football match. What an awful football match for long spells. But Everton did it. They were 2-0 down. They looked like they were going to limp to another away loss and somehow, some way. That Sergio here is Dave Downey opening the can. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of them where, I'll come to you first, Mike, you were... You were prone on my kitchen floor after that that goal went in. That's a peel him up. Didn't yeah, you? yeah, it was one of them. You know, it was a proper jump around, just lose yourself moment. Um, we'll get into the, the performance in, in a bit in a bit more detail, but Everton somehow, some way, just just did it today. In, and, and you've got to say, in a lot of respects, it was probably the most un-Everton win of the entire season, given what transpired at Vicarage Road today. It was like for the first 80 minutes, we'd seen that game a million times. Mm. Like, Apart from the, the stoppage time at the end of the first half. Well, even that, because <laughs> like, let's go back to last week, you got the euphoria of Moise Keane doing a goal and everyone loving it, and then just the sheer agony of losing, well, I say, we've all said losing that game, even though we didn't lose it, but you know what, mm. what we all mean. And then that was just incredible. Like, the feeling of that, and I think we've missed that from away games for so, so long, and it's just, it has to be the turning point, and it's so good to get that Marco Silva statistic off the back now of not coming from behind to win a league game, and doing it in that fashion by hook or by crook is just what Everton needed. Yeah, I think that that's the thing that shocks me the most, uh, Dave Downey and Nick Preble are here as well, I've got to introduce everybody, it's one of them, <laughs> it's one of them, uh, it's one of the afternoons, it, it was, when Mike was speaking there, I was just thinking about the the entire un Evertonness of that that performance and and that win because you know when we go two 0 down you think that's pretty much it. They get the two goals back. Fabian Delph gets sent off. You thinking we're gonna 
we're going to see a, a similar story here, and you know, a, 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 you know, inevitable late loss or a, a game where weirdly we've come from two goals behind away from home, and we're still disappointed about how it's gone. But they, they sort of defied Everton convention with the way in which they went about it today. Yeah, they did because one of the worst players on the pitch, who probably should have been hooked on <laughs> occasions, ends up popping up with the winner. Um, <laughs> It, I, I'm dumbfounded by that because I, I was saying to Mike then just before we put the, the record on that it felt like a watershed not performance because we were woeful we played miles better against Newcastle Yeah, uh, but it felt like a watershed moment for, for this Carlo Ancelotti side um, I keep re-watching the video that we've just put on uh, on social now and the entire squad is bombing it down the line to get yeah. to Theo Walcott and it's, a, it's right in front of our fans it's a moment that I, I don't think and look well, you were saying this week on one of our shows, weren't you? When was the last time we had a last-minute win? Exactly. Mm. It's so strange, yeah. that, isn't it, after yeah. talking about it? But it, it's such a, a rarity for us that it just has to... I, mm. I don't even care about the performance. I don't care that Delph was sent off. He's an absolute bellend, by the way, but I don't care that he was sent off. And and I just feel pure elation um, that, that transcends anything else that we saw this afternoon, really, because it was a wretched out and it was so bad. The goals were poor as well. It looked like a great game on match of the day. Yeah, I was like an absolute thrill this. Yeah, the editors at match of the day, they'll be like, this is great, this just just chop off like start of the game, five minutes. They've literally got five highlights. It used to be like they could do it into like old match of the day, you know, where the crap games they just showed the goals. Yeah. And this was a crap game. Yeah. They probably feel obliged to have to show a lot of it now because it was such a, a thrilling end to it. But um, yeah, it, it just it feels like something I haven't felt for a very very long time with this side. And it, it, because we've been that poor, that predictable, that stagnant for so long, this feels like a proper moment for us. We've only beat the side that was second bottom, but it feels like a huge huge thing for us. This and what do I say all the time? That's about a side that's built on momentum. This can do huge things for us because we've got Palace next week and then there's a break. You're talking about crap games there, Dave. Like crap games forever in recent, well, very recent history of getting battered 4 1 away at Southampton. Mm. Like those sorts of results. If that's how Everton treat crap games now, is by hook or by crook through adversity going out there and grinding points, that's how you qualify for Europe. Yeah, and um, I think I'm just touching upon something Dave said just a second ago about uh, how the players were bombing down. Um, I think it's not just the fans that needed that last minute win, it's the, the yeah. players as well, isn't it? Because, you know, they experienced something, uh, the polar opposite the other week. Um, and to have that, I, I really hope it just buoys them and gives them that confidence um, that they should have under Ancelotti. Um, I, I, think, I think we will get a result next week against Crystal Palace and then who knows what we're going to do yeah well I mean we'll, 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 sure we'll talk about that in the week but I think the, the most important you know the most impressive thing for me Mike about this game and like we, like we said before you know the performance wasn't great for long spells Everton created very little from, from open play all in all but I mean the most impressive part of it was where we have that moment where Delph gets sent off and I think it's probably quite a harsh decision but it's, it's a stupid tackle from him as well but so many times down the years, you've seen Everton lose the heads in those situations where, you know, the crowd they're up, they're putting the pressure on, they're launching balls into the box, and there's uncertainty and there's panic and there's just an inevitable sense of the goal coming. And you were saying during the game that you felt like it was coming, but I, I never really felt like it, like it was. But that's easy to say. I know, now. But I think, in fairness, <laughs> one of the things, one of the things in fairness, we were saying during that point was that would you want to pick? It's not to make a save, yeah. yeah. And I think. When you you know Nick mentioned there about the Newcastle game, and when you think about how they went about trying to see that game out, you know a few days ago, 
that was really poorly done. But I felt as though in that 10, 15 minute spell where we had to dig in and just get through hooker by crook, they, they managed to do it somehow. It wasn't pretty. There wasn't a lot of players getting the foot on the ball, but it was a lot more assertive and a lot more common sense in the way they went about it than in that Newcastle game. Absolutely. And those last few minutes when we were all, after the goal, when everyone goes, oh my God, now don't you dare for those. <laughs> and we all sit here and we go, you best have learnt your lesson. Yeah. Did learn it. Which is just, that's what you want to see. And if those are the messages that are getting through to the side, if we could continue dominating games at home and just stealing points away from home. But part of that critical period as well, you have to give credit to Angelotti for the sub. I mean, his, yeah, his, hand yeah. was, his hand was forced. He had to make the sub, but he made the right one. Yeah. I, think, I think when I came on, I thought, okay, yeah, we're settling for a point. Probably happy with that. But actually, really <laughs> showed us up. Holding yeah. some midfield, EA picked up a yellow. Vital yellow, probably. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we we probably made some criticisms of him in the Newcastle match for the substitutions yeah. he made. But that Michael Keane was uh, a stroke of genius, I think, today. Absolutely. It, it was... It's what Everton just needed. So, so... I think it's what we all needed because the last thing we wanted to take was just inherent bleeding effect from that Newcastle game yeah. for the rest of the fixtures. Where That's gone now, hasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Because now, next time Everton go, a goal down or they're, I don't know, 1-0 up with two minutes to go, you go, right draw on the performance away at Watford not the one at Newcastle that's not the one that's stuck in everyone's mind yeah um, interesting staff from Matt Cheatham yeah. and you would be all over this straight away he'll, <laughs> he'll obviously be celebrating as much as we are here but he said four points in a win from three Premier League games Evan have gone behind under Carlo Ancelotti we took five points from a possible 84 under Marco Silva that's amazing not wow. winning one game that's, I mean that's right. so it's gone now that, that monkey exactly, is off the exactly. back well, what, what do you think that's been the, the turnaround in that then day because I, I wouldn't say the players you know it's it's not like what you know what Pearson's done at Watford in some sense where it's been you know blood and thunder and you know you know all the lads getting together and, and rallying it, it doesn't feel like it's been that sort of thing with us but it's quite hard to put your finger on what exactly it is isn't it that, that sort of engendered this spirit amongst the players it's been a really obscure jigsaw puzzle I feel as if we haven't got the right pieces in place but Carlo Ancelotti's there trying to just you know wedge one in to, to complete his picture for now <laughs> do you know what I mean that, that's what it feels like to me that we just complete group of misfits here and he's somehow manufactured this team that if one player is absolutely appalling they'll be saved by somebody else. Mm. There's no consistency. I don't see any. Where I found that we were most consistent was that Newcastle game where you thought, yeah, I want it to look like that. Today, couldn't be more opposite. We, we were poor for the large portions of this match. But, you know, you look at the way that Newcastle game ended, it feels like we've had a little bit of justice there. As fans, and the players mm. totally deserved what happened against Newcastle, the way they behaved in that last minute or so. This feels like us as fans for that heart-wrenching moment that Lejeune scores that second goal. Yeah. This feels like we've we've been vindicated by sticking with these uh, once again, as we always do, uh, and it's the first time in a very very long time in City and think, do you know what? I feel like I deserve this now because yeah. we're such we we've been beaten and beaten and beaten into the ground as fans of this club for so long. All we ask is a little bit of that, a little touch of that magic yeah. once in a yeah. while, and it's been far too long a while that, that, that it's that it's come together. But I the think first it's time we come from behind to win in since 2017, when we yeah. beat Watford 3-2, funnily yeah, enough. And, yeah, and it, with it being away, it has extra significance because yeah. we're so poor away from home in general. Um, look, that comes very fortuitously, but we've, we've earned it. Mm. I think you look at Richarlison was absolutely superb for that goal. 
I've been watching it about four or five times since we've just come on now. And the way he draws two players towards him, one of which would undoubtedly have gone closer to Moise Keane than the one who's actually with Moise Keane, because they have a man over, even though we've got three. Uh, yeah. It's basically three on three, but two men go over to Richarlison because he, he knocks it past one of them and the other feels obliged to come over. And then Moise Keane's left on his own with the other centre-half and then Theo Walcott's on his own at the back stick. Richarlison's intelligence, that run, it's lung-busting. He could have easily gone down for a foul. I think if you watch it again, yeah. the right side of the tackle for Watford at the time tries to pull him back. How many times in the past would you think he may have gone down there to try and secure a side of point? Mm. So even that in itself, you maybe think in the past, maybe not even under Carlo Ancelotti, maybe under Marco Silva, he does throw himself to the deck and get a, a free kick and we go to see out the game too all. Mm. But he just puts his head down and bombs it down that yeah. left-hand side. So intelligent, the touches of the ball he takes. It's almost like he, you want him there as a fan, in, in layman's terms, you want him to head towards goal, but he doesn't. He stays in a straight line to draw the defenders to him, then knocks a really nonchalant pass, the confidence and the, the audacity to just, he just flicks his yeah. foot at it to get it to Moise Keane, who should score, or at least hit the target. <laughs> what have you got to say? Yeah, go say on, it, say it, say it. Dave was telling everybody, do you know what? What an assist that was. That's the Keane. best assist I've ever seen. The awareness he's done, the, way, the awareness of the lad there to square that across goal. To Mike's laughing his head off, even the, 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 the angle we had was behind it. And then when we saw it front on, it was like, yeah. It's one of those moments, it's like, oh, he's oh, completely oh, oh, air kicked. Oh, no, he yeah, missed it, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's an assist for him, which again, should do his confidence in the world of wonders. And then, as I say, the way football throws things up, one of the worst players, he almost looked embarrassed to celebrate <laughs> on the, on the, in the corner with the Evertonians at the end. Uh, stuff dreams are made of. And look, let's take it in isolation more than giving it any context. It's in a way win. It's a huge last-minute victory. We haven't had too many of these to cherish in, well, basically our lifetimes, really. Yeah. But with this being so long coming, um, it feels magnificent. And well done to... Uh, to them for battling on in a game where you're 2-0 down and it was basically over with a minute before half-time, wasn't it? Mm. That is that um, six points away from home he's got now? Something it's, it's around that, isn't it? But either way... Seven? Seven. Win at Newcastle and the draw at West Ham. Well, he's now overtaken Everton's entire away tally from the first half of the season. And it's the 1st of February. Yeah. That's it's- good going. You can't really ask much more from a new manager coming in. It's just One defeat in ten for the Ferguson and Chelsea Alliance. The Alliance. Alliance. <laughs> Rebel Alliance. The FAA. The <laughs> yeah. But you have to, that has to be backed up now. The, the game against Palace now becomes very important. You I must, know. You, yeah, you must have pretty similar home and away points accrued. Yeah, yeah, it can't be too different, can Which it? you can't really complain about, can you? No, no definitely. Well, just what finished me points, like that game against Palace is massive now because you look where Everton as we stand here where we're recording before United and Wolves play each other we're two points behind them one isn't it Dave one, one point, point behind, behind them. for them yeah well, but you've got a game to come yeah um, obviously but one of them if not both have got to so we're going to be at worst two points point behind, behind both tonight yeah. Spurs have still got to play too against City yeah well, so you that know, game, stars starting to align here that game, top four yeah. that, <laughs> game, that game next week now has a massive significance for Everton especially being early the early kick off exactly as well, yeah. so if they can just consolidate what has just been a by hook or by crook win with a completely dominating 2-0 victory against Palace then suddenly you're looking at that run of fixtures afterwards with Arsenal United Chelsea and you're looking forward to it you're rubbing your hands like Everton could actually go on and do something this season. Yeah. Hmm. 
Um, can I just can I just go back to that goal? Well, I was, I was going to say, you know, I don't want to, there's so much happening in the game which we could we could talk about, but I just want to talk about that goal because my favorite thing about it, Dave, is that I I love goals where you know the goal is coming about two or three seconds before it actually does, and you know it's it, 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 it's 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 entirely a fan thing, but I think as soon as that ball goes to Keane and he misses it. Too, or passes it, as, as, you, as you said. <laughs> Definitely a death talk. You, you realise what's coming a little bit before it does. And as a fan, you are, you're up and you, you, you're ready, you have it up or you're ready to get up and you're thinking, this is it. In about two seconds, I'm going to lose my head. Well, what, what I want to say about that, Matt, and it fits in nicely with what I was going to say, um, is they come to the one player on the pitch I'm thinking, he's going to miss this. <laughs> I genuinely, you, you were sitting next to me, you three, mm. and I didn't even get up in the end, I was just rolling about on the couch. But you guys were sort of on your haunches, ready to spring. And I'm like, oh, it's Theo Walcott. It's Theo Walcott. <laughs> he's just had a dreadful game. He's been awful for us pretty much in his whole Everton career. He's, he's going to hit it right at Ben Foster and, and it'll be one of those things that'll go down as one of the worst misses you've ever seen. And to his credit, he slots it home. Um, he couldn't really miss, but what it's the same. It's yeah, a... The angle's tight. And, and, and Foster's, Foster's still screwing hey, across. Give Lord him. Best, best, player, best yeah. player on the pitch yeah, tonight with that, that moment. Turned yeah. back the clock to that 16-year-old that was selected against yeah. Ben Gordon Eriksson. He could still come good. He could still come good after this. <laughs> seeing him at the Euros, Matt. Did he charge? This, this did, could... did he mean to cross that back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, he was actually trying to pass it back to yeah. his keen. Yeah. If it was anything like his ball when he tried to pull back to Schneidlin earlier on in the game, then we would have been in trouble with me. I'm not going to get into that, but but it's just it's just a great. I know what you mean. It's it's it's, 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 it's one of those goals where because the counter attack and you know you see them spring and free, you free them are going forward. And you think hey, we've got a chance here, and then that anticipation just builds and builds and builds, and, and you are ready just to just lose it as a fan and just think I am going to like I said just absolutely lose my shit in about three or four seconds. Well, the here. Question I've got for you: and the other three, uh, the other three, the other two lads, <laughs> have one of these <laughs> is you such. Heavy critics of VAR, you in particular, Matt, aren't yeah. you? Um, did you feel at any point when you were celebrating that goal, let's just wait a second? I know Mike yeah. does anyway. Mike, I does, think it I, be, Mike does it before the kickoff. So <laughs> I had the initial rush of jumping up and going very close to the television. But then after about three or four seconds, I thought, oh no, this, it, this could get, get this allowed here. Yeah. But, mm. but thankfully, you know. Because I, he's in, the thing that about it for me is because Walcott arrived so quickly after he's in so much space it, as well. I'm yeah. thinking, as he is, it was he in front of it when Keynes missed the ball. Mm. Um, I, I actually, for the first time in a while, celebrated that genuinely. The first two goals, actually, minus minus two, I thought, oh, there might be might be a pushing back. Yeah, there might be uh, like the commentators were trying to claim a handball. Yeah, um, I thought there might be maybe something from the corners, but I have to say, I'm glad I could celebrate that fully. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Mike? Um, I think. Obviously, for the first two, because the corners, I think that adds an extra element to it because you you initially yeah. think, well, there's loads of fellas with their arms around each other. And so Tony Gale was just making things up, wasn't he? He really um. was. Yeah. <laughs> but I think for the last one, that was just sheer euphoria. But as you say, after that initial five or ten seconds, you're like, right, someone refresh Twitter immediately, see if it's being <laughs> VAR'd. But like. I don't know. I st- I'm always going to hate it because mm. it's just I want to enjoy goals from corners. I don't like like Yerry Mina's equaliser. We all sat there and we were like, "Fucking hell!" I'm gone now. Yeah, just like, yeah. <laughs> that's just it's a horrible feeling. But it's not about that today, is it? Really? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that, that's fair. Um, I, I, you'd finally just come back to you on Nick, on this one, then Nick. Um, say about that moment there and how we've all needed it and how the players need it. Um, 
it's just nice to get rid of some of those scars, isn't it, from, from the Newcastle game in, in that regard. You know, I think, like Mike said, you know, even after we go ahead in that game, you're thinking, oh no, can we see it out three or four minutes against the, a team with Troy Deeney and Danny Welbeck on the pitch? You're panicking a little bit, but um, it's it does sort of set us up quite nicely for the season now. And I know Mike's been very negative about ever since actually being a relegation battle still, but I think we're absolutely fine now of 33 points. And I can categorically say I don't think we'll get relegated. Right. And West Ham have West Ham did up again today, They've haven't they? Probably yeah. West Ham did. Um, what, it, it, it's hard to, to know what the, the limitations of this team is yet in regards to what they can accomplish this season because you know one week they play really well and draw, one week they play quite poorly and go and win and come back from two goals down. Um, what, what do you think they can achieve in, in the remaining weeks? Very difficult questions to answer because I think in this calendar month we've had so far, I mean, you think about the second of February performances. Well, it's only the second of February today. This calendar First month. February today. This <laughs> calendar month. It's, it's, been so far, yeah. it's, been, it's, been, it's been an absolutely brilliant February last year. 100%. <laughs> I, actually, I just thought it was today's special Jan. Um, anyway, January served up what? The Derby? Yeah, uh, the Newcastle results, and we just needed to shake off that Jan- those January blues. And yeah. um, let's just pretend we're on thirty first of January now. We're going straight. <laughs> we're going straight into February. How do you think we'll get on tomorrow against yeah. Watford? Nick, treat us anyone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, what I will say is, and I don't want to um, put down this post-match podcast um, in terms of mood at all, oh. but. Has that um, last-minute winner masked what was pretty poor performance in midfield today? Yes, I'm pretty worried about um, you know who who, who Ancelotti is going to pick going forward in the next few matches. Um, I, I sort of I feel like it's papering over the cracks a little bit that win. Um, again, don't want to take away from that feeling, and we should be enjoying this win. But uh, in terms of the forward look. Um, I, I, I think we're going to see more of the same win, draw, loss, win, draw, yeah. loss. I don't think it's going to be anything um, too too much to be excited about. I but I, I don't know. I, I, think, I certainly think we're going to we're going to finish in the top mm. top half of the table. Probably nothing um, to write home about. Yeah, I think we should be able to win games like that, though, shouldn't we, David? In that regard, because I mean, let's be honest, the midfield needs a. You know, we need two lads to come it back. Needs from a midfielder. Yeah, we need, we need two lads to come back from injury quick, and then we need to see what they're like, and then make a decision on it. But for, but for me, Dave, we've got players in that team. You mentioned Richarlison there, Kukunya, something like that, out of nothing on the counter attack and sort of win us the game single-handedly. We've got players like Yerry Mina, who, despite having a 50p head for the entire course of this season, should be scoring between five and ten goals a season from set pieces. Off. We, we, you know, there's, there's a conventional way of winning games, which is controlling midfield and picking and probing and you know doing all those things. We're but, capable of doing but, that. But, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. This team and the players we've got, they should be capable of winning more matches like that, which is just a bit of a, you know, not really follow a you know, sustained pattern. There's no like sustained pressure by any team. It's just very fractured and, and, and bitty all the way through. We've got players in those moments who should be able to just grasp it and say, I'm going to do something here. Yeah, and you've got the perfect opportunity with the season that's seemingly, well, before today, just meandering to a mid-table finish, yeah. possible push for Europe. But look, it, it, it's so much more than the three points, this one. And, and it should, that should serve as a, a thought to all of them that we can go on and do something a bit better this season. I, I'm inclined to agree with Nick. I think... I don't think we've anywhere near found a consistent level where we're able to say, yeah, I can see us going on a you know five wins out of six type of run. Type. Not losing games, though, are we? 
No, which is, which is the most important thing, because if we were, we'd be in trouble, given what Ancelotti and, and Ferguson had to take over from. Um, and, and, and I think, yeah, we don't have a, a structure. Where you, that, that Newcastle one was the only one of the, if, since Ancelotti's come in where you've been able to say there looks like something there that we want to carry forward and build on the rest, like you say, a bit more scattergun. But I think that has worked in his favour in many ways because he's still working these, these lads out. I was not shocked that we didn't add anybody in the transfer window. Um, mm. I think that was Ancelotti as well as the financial issues we have in terms of FFP and all that. Aside from that, I actually think Ancelotti would have preferred not to uh, and kept his powder dry in that window. Maybe, maybe the odd loan move or whatever, yeah. but um, I don't think he was too forced because he's still finding out about this side. And he's himself it's funny that this team isn't isn't anywhere near a reflection of him because he's calmness personified on the touchline um, there's no real panic from him he takes everything in his stride even even with the uh, ridiculous ending to the Newcastle game and that'll be good now won't it as well because it won't let them yeah. get too high yeah. it'll be you know he'll be calm again won't he and, exactly and, and that's exactly how he needs to treat these extreme emotions that this side puts us through. Um, us as fans will always be that way. I think we're, we're engineered that way by what we've seen from the club is that you know everything's going to fall apart. We are generally pessimistic. Even the most optimistic of Evertonians, I would suggest, are really pessimistic compared to most fans of other clubs. Um, that, that's just the way we've been nurtured by this club and what they've put us through. He, him coming in, and this is why I've always been an advocate of a non-Evertonian being in charge of this football club, he, he doesn't have any of that sort of thing. Yeah. He comes in and sees it for what it is because he's that he has that much experience under his belt. So it can only serve as a good thing for us. Where he'll be saying, "Look, you need to take this in your stride," and we've got another big game against Palace next week. He'll be completely professional about all this. Whereas mm. maybe Marco Silva being there right now with the champers out, pouring it all over Sadiq's <laughs> head, drinking it from off his shorts. You know what I mean? It, mm. it feels as if there's right men for right situations and finally it feels like we've got one for something like this yeah uh, final word to you Mike um, are you going to celebrate tonight any big plans might have a couple of drinks just a <laughs> couple but I just want to go back to the earlier point Palace is so important now mm-hmm. decides what happens with the rest of the season if you win that game I reckon you can go into that run of games and just think that there is a shot at Europe. Well, the thing is, if we win that game next week, we will be above Man United or Wolves. Probably, yeah. But we, we, that, that, we will be. Because yeah. we're a point behind both of them, one, one of them now. And they're, they're teams that have still... You know, Champions League's ridiculous. We're eight points behind Chelsea still. You know, you never know. But, but, uh, but that's what we want from the rest of this season is yeah. just to see... I don't know. I think winning these two games would just be gigantic. Winning this one and then, if you can get a result against Palace... I think you'll give the likes of Anthony Gordon a lot more game time as well. I think it'll just be so important for... Does it not become more serious again, though? Well, it kind of does and it doesn't, because you can afford to do it, to give young players a, a, a game in an environment that is, honestly, go out and try and help us achieve something that is not go out and help us not be sucked into what's behind us. Yeah. So I think that now, we can safely say, is probably gone. Hmm. So just that Palace game, oh, I just think it's so important now. And it's just it's going to decide... What happens with Everton for the next, well, for the foreseeable future, really? Yeah, um, wonderful stuff. Absolutely wonderful that was stuff. Dead nice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, usually, when we all get together to watch it, either at mine or, or Nick's, it's dead sad. Yeah, with the Brighton one, we had the Millwall one, yeah. you know, both 3 2 losses later on. So, yeah. finally, Everton will give us a, a moment to say that. Uh, Feel, yeah, Feel Walcott has finally come good. That 16 year old lad has fulfilled his promise. 
all can we those, sell them now? All those years on, all those years on, what a footballer, what a moment that was. Um, yeah, thanks very much to Nick, to Dave, and to Mike. Um, loads of chat about this and that winning goal all week on the Blue Room and the Blue Room Extra. If you want to hear a little bit more from us, um, that's over on patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. Uh, cheers for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Up the toffees, and we'll speak again very soon. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.